everybody, and welcome back to Opera Offstage. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. And happy early Valentine's Day from us. <laughs> Woohoo! Love is in the air this week, y'all. Yes, it is. And it makes it the perfect time for a topic Michelle and I have talked about a lot, which is dating as a musician and dating other musicians. And why dating other musicians is super tricky, but it's even more tricky to not to like date a non-musician. So like, what even is our lives, you know? <laughs> the the working title for this episode was why you shouldn't date another musician, but you're going to anyway. <laughs> we don't make the rules. That's just the fact of life. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just our truth. <laughs> but before yeah. we get into some of the ins and outs of dating as a musician and all that brings, we've got a couple of announcements. So first up, we have a YouTube video coming out this week. I'm very excited about this one. This is Michelle and I are competing to see who can name the most composers in 10 minutes. It's a very, very tight race to see who wins. And the loser has to wear a certain outfit from our earlier music merch video. It's so (laughs) heinous. It's so heinous. It's the worst. Anyway, I'm very excited to share that with you guys. It's very funny. Lots of misspelling names, lots of (laughs) entering names that aren't on that list. (laughs) It's a really good time. So I hope you guys will check that out and try the quiz as well and send us your results because I'd like to know that we are not alone with how hard that was. Yeah, I haven't been that stressed in a long time. Like, that brought up definite trauma. But more than that, I was so upset at how many composers, I guess, that weren't on the list. And I was like, what is this erasure? That is so rude. It's done by number of recordings, so it's actually kind of a funky list. Uh, But yeah, there are tons of people we named who aren't on there. Anyways, in addition, if you are trying to get your Valentine's Day on, you know, I, I really miss when you were, like, in first grade and, like, it was Valentine's Day, and you would go around with your little Valentines, put them on like you make the kids. like a little mailbox, right? Yeah, with the candy, and like you could get a Valentine's Day card in your favorite, like whatever you were obsessed with at that age. Like I definitely remember giving out um, Powerpuff Girl, <laughs> which I feel like dates me slightly, but like Powerpuff Girl Valentine's Day cards, oh, that's so true. like or Pokemon ones, and so I wanted to bring that back. So we have. Valentine's Day cards in our shop that are all based off of famous composers, famous artists, and they have very witty little sayings with them. You can just print them out or you can add your own caption. And we have some like cute ones for couples. And then we have some ones that like you could send to a voice teacher. So I got all our bases covered. So if you're interested in getting a little Valentine's Day card to send out to your studio or your loved ones or your partner, check that out at opera-offstage.com slash shop. Oh, they're so cute. And it's a great little thing to send to uh, your friends and colleagues. This we year. may or may not have a Jonas Kaufman one. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. So good. But if you need a little bit more than a card and you're still looking for a last minute Valentine's Day gift, check out our newest partner, Sing Pretty Designs. From sweatshirts to t-shirts, tote bags and mugs, Sing Pretty Designs offers stylish pieces for the musician in your life. Founded by a fellow opera singer, Jenny Chavez, uh, Sing Pretty Designs offers apparel that will look just as good out at a coffee shop as they will in a rehearsal. I am personally right now, I am a I collect mugs, something everyone should know about me if you're going to get me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> a little PSA. <laughs> a little PSA. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking at the opera couple's mug. It's very very cute. It's got it's got like Pamina and Tamino and all these different opera couples listed on it. It's very cute. I like it. Is there anything you're eyeing, Michelle? Anything Connor should know to get you? Right. Well, see, I love the the opera couple's design, um, and they also have it as a sweatshirt, which I am a sweatshirt hoarder. Like I have to actively stop myself from getting cute sweatshirts. And yeah, they have all of your favorite opera couples. Um, we just watched Elixir of Love and we stan Adina and Nemorino, even though Nemorino is like the purest ever, but that's a side tangent. So I want to get it on the little sweater. And what's even cooler is until February 20th, all of the sweaters in Sing Pretty Designs Etsy shop is 30% off. So go get yourself a nice steal. Get yourself something for Valentine's Day. Get yourself something for Valentine's Day and shop that 30% off sale. Yeah. We decide that the best way to begin this talk about musicians is to find out exactly what our audience thinks about dating other musicians. And you guys 
had some really funny opinions. We are coming in with the Opera Offstage community cold hard facts. We have numbers. We have statistics for you based on how we feel about dating musicians and how we feel about types of musicians dating each other. And you guys, you guys surprised us and you guys came in hot. Like (laughs) we got a lot of feedback from the polls that we put in our Instagram stories. So if you're not following us on Instagram, you guys, uh, at Opera Offstage, man, for the the juicy details. Welcome to Opera Offstage Research Center for the Love Lives of Musicians. Oh, Today's TED Talk will be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let, let's start with our first question, which is, which type of musician is best or easiest to date? And your options were singers, composers, instrumentalists, and conductors. So unfortunately, in fourth place, as the least best, the least easy to date, uh, is composers, who got 12% of our votes. Sorry, composers. I'm convinced the composer thing is just because there aren't that many composers. So most people haven't dated a composer. Composers just aren't dating. Michelle and I both have, but but most people haven't. I know that's very weird. We do share this this Yeah. I think the only thing about composers is like they are constantly working. Like it's a ton of energy to write music, and so they are constantly at their computer, like just notating. Truly, do not disturb your composer boyfriend when he is punching things into Finale and or Sibelius. Do not, do not look at him. <laughs> do not perceive him. <laughs> Let him work. Do not perceive. <laughs> but yeah, my guess is that they're so low mostly because of, of the fact that like most people just haven't dated them. Yeah, they're not dating. Anyways, Next number <laughs> up. Third in third place, coming in hot at 18% is Conductors. I expected better from you guys. I <laughs> I expected more respect for our conductors. I'm personally dating a conductor. By far um, the best combination so far. Much love for our conductors. But they're very type A, so I could see as to why maybe more people wouldn't vote for them. They're kind of bossy. Let's be real. <laughs> I think singers are naturally annoyed by conductors. Really? I and think, I think singers are like... <laughs> I think singers are naturally attracted to conductors, or LOL, maybe that's just me, and I finally snatched one. No. I, 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 well, all of my conductors have been, like, over 60, so I have no comment to oh, make. Oh, that's sad. Um, um, okay, hold on. I know for a fact there's a conductor that everyone collectively, who knows us, has had a crush on, who's not over 60, so just let that simmer in, Jesse. I think this also probably suffers from the whole, like, there just aren't that many of them. True. Rare breed. Most people haven't dated a conductor. But also, you know, conductors spend a ton of time prepping their music. Yeah, sometimes they are kind of old. We're all busy. We're all musicians. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Coming in second place, singers with 20%. And this honestly was surprising to me. Singers did so much better than I expected. And it might be, once again, because our our base is mostly singers. Yeah, I didn't expect us to fare this well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you guys have more respect for us than we expected. We're passionate, but we're also annoying. (laughs) We're so annoying. And finally, (laughs) and most obviously, there was a correct answer to this. And it was instrumentalists who got 50% of... The votes, 50%. And 50%. you know what? I voted for this one. Yeah. I maybe would have voted for this had I not been literally currently dating a conductor. Just felt a little rude. Yeah, but... that's true. <laughs> Stay loyal to your man. Um, no, instrumentalists man. are just much more chill. They seem to have it a lot more together than we do. Instrumentalists are hot. It's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> they just are. Like anybody who plays the cello. There are we I think we've been through the sexy and unsexy instruments. Oh yeah. Um but but yeah. If you're a man and you play the cello, congratulations. You are among the elite. Or the guitar. <laughs> if you play the guitar, if you play classical guitar, string game instruments. Over. Uh, you know what? Pianists as well. Pianists. Some fine fine yeah. lads and lasses. So let's we also asked though, we asked you guys why you chose some of these. So let's let's go through some of the reasoning. First up for instrumentalists is they're less threatened by what you're doing and independent. And that's very true. They understand you, but they also have their own thing going on. This is also such a targeted jab at singers. 
<laughs> we are very codependent. We we all know. Once again, we're not. We're shocked we did anywhere near as well as twenty percent. Yeah, I I really thought composers and conductors would have out would have both outplaced us. I thought we would have been in fourth for sure. Uh, a vote for singers said uh, duets for funsies, which is cute. If you are with somebody See, who you can do duets for funsies with, you have a keeper. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of these have that same benefit, maybe actually minus conductors, no offense to conductors, but like instrumentalists, you can you can sing with them while they play with most instruments. Um, True. And composers will write pieces for you. Yeah. I mean, most conductors are required to play an instrument. You can still do what with your conductor. They'll just boss you around about it. <laughs> that said, let me tell you, just as like a quick aside, the funniest situation uh, now, but <laughs> composers being in last place, I don't feel that bad about because I was dating a composer and they dumped me in a parking lot <laughs> two weeks, two weeks before I had to sing in their recital. What a baller. <laughs> yeah. We're, I'm still good friends with that person, so no hard feelings, because there was just nothing you could do in that situation. But oh my goodness, was that just like the worst timing? It's mm-hmm. okay. I got dumped by a composer over the phone um, on Valentine's Day, so. <laughs> I was at a jack-in-the-box parking lot at 2 a.m. No love, no respect. <laughs> so maybe composers <laughs> do deserve last place. You know what? In retrospect, screw you, composers. <laughs> what a good time to be alive lovely humans bad breakups but back to good reasons to date some people uh we had one very cheeky instrumentalist write in you should date an instrumentalist because we've got good rhythm i would like to point out that most of the men voted for their own section yes like, Most of the men like voted, voted for their own. I voted instrumentalist, but all the men were just voting for whatever they were. Which is <laughs> the audacity of men never <laughs> ceases to amaze. <laughs> we love to see it. No, all the love for 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 our. Uh, you know, um, sometimes we look at the stats of our opera offstage community, and um, men have held strong at twenty percent of our audience for a long time, and we just now swooped down to like eighteen point five percent. So. Gotta get some more some more men in get here. Get in here, boys. <laughs> get in here, boys. We're looking for you. Another vote for instrumentalists. Married to a low brass player, and he is so chill. Other singers are too much. <laughs> Very true. Also, low brass are the bases of the orchestra. They oh, are yeah. unconcerned. Uh, just unbothered, unconcerned, unperceived. Just chilling. Staying in their lane, which is all that you can really hope for. Um. Somebody else literally just said none of the above, N- none of the options, <laughs> which also I felt. Answer. I felt on a spiritual level. We also had somebody write in and said, "Um, well, I'm engaged to a jazz musician, and they're just way more chill than singers, which is just facts. Jazz that's also very true. Chilling, chilling. And then somebody did. Somebody did vote for singer and said it's nice to have someone who understands, which is true. The nicest thing about a singer is there's no one else who gets just as much exactly what you're going through. Yep. <laughs> one more for instrumentalists. One more vicious one for instrumentalists. The instrumentalists know that not everything is a solo performance with three encores. This That's one the singer hate I expected to see. Destroyed me. <laughs> I have never been just like absolutely slayed by an Instagram comment before. I know. But they, there I go. There... We were both deceased. I was cackling. As a singer, I feel this way. It's so good. So coming in hot with question number two, we asked you guys, just as a general poll, have you dated a musician before? And this was about what I expected. 82% of our audience said yes, and 18% said no. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I expected. Because if you are a musician or even just like heavily involved in music in any way, you've probably dated another musician. It's just kind of unavoidable, you know? Like, you're with these people 24-7 for four years. Like, how could you not catch feelings for at least one person, you know? Yeah. But, like, this is hilarious in contrast to our next question, which is, do musicians make good partners? And 60% said yes, and 40% said no, which is still higher than I expected to be for yes. Yeah, I thought, I expected no to be the majority. I think I think people are misunderstanding what I mean, which is not so much like is a musician a good partner for another musician and like 
as opposed to where do musicians rank as partners in general? Like to the general populace, are musicians good partners? To which I would I would have to agree with the person who said none of the above earlier. <laughs> no, we're not. Like naturally, we like so much of us, our lives are completely unstable. Our finances are unstable. Our schedule is unstable. Like everything is so constantly in flux. It is not an easy relationship. Yeah, I think the downfall of um, you know some of these musician relationships is yeah unstable income schooling and traveling can lead to super long periods of long distance you know spending a lot of your 20s building a career is is really rough when a lot of other like 20 year olds are buying a house or like following their path or like settling down and getting married and you're like hello yep program please accept me Yeah. Well, and other people, you know, their jobs have a natural progression. You may hit a stopping point and have to switch jobs or whatever. But in general, if you're in a more normal career path, you're going to be on a general upward trend that doesn't exist in music. For sure. Like it is it is very hard to get on that path where you are getting consistent work and like moving up in your field and even moving up in your field isn't as defined as it is where you might have like assistant manager, manager, you know, whatever else moving up the ladder. It's very hard to explain to people who aren't in that world what it is we do and why we do it and why we sit with rejection all the time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) To them, it's like, why wouldn't you just choose literally anything else? So I would say as far as like good partners, no, I would say musicians are actually generally pretty difficult to date because like you said, it's just nothing is stable and it takes a lot of communication to make work because there's long distance and (laughs) there's scheduling and financial issues. Woo! Oops. Awesome. So then we wanted to get the tea from you guys and we just ask you straight up. Is it better to date another musician or is it better to date a non-musician? And 48% said musician. It's better to date another musician as a musician. And 52% said, nah, go ahead and date a non-musician. You know, I'm honestly, I was actually a little surprised. I'm surprised at every single answer. I know. (laughs) You guys are shocking. (laughs) I would have thought that this would have been close, but I would have expected it to be swapped. So 52% musician, 48 non-musician instead of 48 musician, yeah. 52 non-musician. Only because I feel like a lot... I, maybe we should have ended this question with if you're a musician. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I just, I feel like most musicians, well, not most, I don't want to make like a broad claim but i just feel like a lot of the musicians i know end up with other musicians even if it's not like they're a professional musician or actively pursuing music like i just feel like musicians kind of end up together yeah well i think too like i think it's just a lot easier to navigate things with another musician than it is with a non-musician like even though i have had a really good long-term relationship with a non-musician we ended up breaking up because the long-term goals just weren't gonna line up and that I think is just the crux of dating a non-musician is it's very hard to find people who live in li- who live lives outside of the arts sphere who can handle that kind of flexibility. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest benefit to dating another musician, like regardless of whether or not they're your same instrument or whatever, is obviously you understand like the fundamental game plan of one another like you don't have to apologize for needing support you have that mutual interest you both understand the industry that you know you're working in and what's working against you like it's just a very easy vibe to understand but i would say that the number one thing that's amazing about dating another musician is you don't need to prove the validity of your career to them and that is very true that's the battle we're always going through right trying to say like oh you know i'm a musician and that's important and i'm not like a starving artist like i'm doing what i love the work that i do is important and you usually don't have to fight that battle against their family (laughs) either because like their family is aware that they're also a musician so it's usually a pretty easy little transition i had a person i was seeing ask me like at what point am i gonna give up I was like, wow. I was like, that's a that's a date ender right there. Right? Like, what a bummer. At what point will you just give up on your career? Uh, I probably won't. I'll probably just rethink how I'm applying it, how I'm what I'm aiming for. <laughs> 
But also, like, musicians, like, there are good things about dating a musician, as much as I joke about singers and everything. But your future goals are much more likely to line up if you're dating another musician. But also, musicians are just very passionate, creative people. And there's something really wonderful about dating someone who has something that they are passionate about. Because not everyone has that. And, and if you're dating someone who's willing to go to school for music, almost certainly they're passionate about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, also, I just want to announce to our listeners that the poll that we're reading from is technically still live, even though it's kind of close to expiring. And I just want you to know from question one, which type of musician is best slash easiest to date? Instrumentalists, while we've been recording, have already gotten three more votes. <laughs> Yeah, instrumentalist. You've, instrumentalist. you've already won. You've already won. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, I would honestly say that if you're a musician, it's in terms of like, in general, it might be easier to date a non-musician. But like for the long haul, it's kind of easier to go with another musician. <gasps> Wallace Junta wrote into us. What the freaking <gasps> what? freak? <laughs> okay. In the middle of this. <laughs> Wow. Heck and heck. Hold on. I got to see who she is. Shiva. <laughs> Wallace Junta. Oh my gosh. Write her back and like tell her like congrats on your baby. Right? Wallace Junta wrote in and said she voted for instrumentalists and she said usually less ego than others but still creative and fun. Oh, such facts. Oh my god. I can't believe she wrote in to us. I'm so shook. I adore her. My entire soul has left my body. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys got to experience that little exciting moment with us oh <laughs> uh, jesse you want to come in and with our last hard-hitting question oh uh, and so our final question was which combo is most likely to be doomed and the choices were singer 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 conductor singer composer and singer instrumentalist and everything is singer based because we are singers and it doesn't matter what the other combos are <laughs> Which is probably why. Are we starting lowest or highest? Let's start off with the lowest. Who's the least likely to be doomed? Who's the least problematic couple? So our least problematic couples are singer-composer. And once again, I think that's mostly because most people have never dated a composer. Uh, See Michelle and I's breakup stories above. (laughs) Uh, Composers, great people. Savage, savage ways of breaking up with people. Love to see it. <laughs> terrible at breaking Ter- up. Terrible. <laughs> a third uh, least problematic is a singer and instrumentalists. 13%. Yeah, which makes sense with how everyone was feeling about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably going to be fine. In in second place is singer conductor. I felt a little I was shaken in my which, boots. Which makes sense cuz there is ego at play there. That's two. Those are two big egos. Two big egos Those are two at big play. Egos clashing, clashing, battle of the titans. But <laughs> yeah, and with sixty-seven percent of the vote <laughs> on which combo is most likely to be doomed, we have singer singer, which is correct. Factual. It's just. It's. I mean, like if we had, if if you know, if we weren't singers and made everything totally singer centric, and we had said like, you know, conductor, conductor, composer, composer, instrumentalist, instrumentalist. Like, I'm sure for most of then those, we wouldn't be singers. The sing, yeah, well, true, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the you know, I think being in a relationship with somebody who's also the same instrument as you is just tough because I mean, it is hard to not compare yourself to. I mean. How much? How often do we compare ourselves to other people in our instrument or in our of our voice type? So when you're dating somebody who's literally the same, like that can be really tough. well. Even then, I was about to say I was like, you know, I I joke about the fact that I it's hard if you're a heterosexual singer singer couple because, like I said, men have it a little bit easier because there are simply less people for them to compete with. But I also didn't consider like. If I were dating another woman right now who was also a singer, that would actually be really, really hard for me if we were the same voice part, because that's literally direct comparison. I need somebody to write in, if you're in a soprano-soprano relationship. <laughs> Please tell me about your soprano-soprano relationship. Right into I refused, us. I don't know that a soprano-soprano relationship would survive. Neither would a tenor-tenor relationship, obviously. I feel like a mezzo-mezzo. Uh, that, that's true. Tenor-tenor tenor also could, feels very difficult. A mezzo-mezzo would just be like... I feel like mezzos are chill enough. 
Yeah. Can you imagine a base base relationship? Dang, that would be pretty spicy. <laughs> that would be hot. too chill. Anyway. <laughs> I want to be friends with a, a base base couple. Right? What the heck? Where are you guys? <laughs> Ran into us, please. Oh, yeah. I I always was th- I always think about how how much easier I feel like men sometimes have it in our industry and like that's part of the reason singer singer couples, but I never considered the soprano soprano or tenor tenor combo. Man, talk about ego. I don't know. What do you think is what do you think is more likely to be doomed? A soprano soprano slash tenor tenor relationship or a singer conductor? Who's got more ego? Who has more ego and is therefore more likely to be doomed? Soprano soprano slash tenor tenor or singer conductor? No, I would say definitely the soprano soprano tenor tenor. Okay, out of those two. <laughs> yeah. But I will say I think greater than that would be conductor conductor. Oh, unheard of. <laughs> unheard of. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah, because honestly, how many places are there to get conducting jobs in a singular city? I feel like conductor conductor would be easily the worst. Yeah, conductor conductor is not lover, more arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules. It just, it's, that's just the way. Oh my gosh. Cool. So before we give you our little relationship tips for musicians, let's tell you about one of our new partners, Yoga for All Musicians. Now, Yoga for All Musicians is a virtual yoga studio that caters to the specific physical and emotional needs of musicians. Yoga for All Musicians hosts all of their classes over Zoom, so you can participate from the comfort of your own home, which I love. I agree. Like, I much prefer to be at home. And obviously, right now, we don't even have a choice. <laughs> so it's nice <laughs> to have access to to yoga classes, even though I can't go out. And as we wrapped up our, the first week of our practice challenge, I've just become so much more aware of how important it is to take care of myself mentally and physically in order to keep being able to do it. And so the nice thing about yoga is that it really helps both of those things at once, that mental, physical, spiritual aspect. And the lovely people at Yoga for All Musicians are so welcoming and knowledgeable that no matter what level you are or if you're returning to yoga after a long time like I am, you're definitely going to have a good time. I know, though, it can be really scary to do yoga again. I used to always go to class with a buddy. And so if you are looking for a buddy this week, Michelle and I are going to be joining into some classes. So I am going to do the Wednesday 8 p.m. CST, the Lento class with Amanda. It is a beginner class. So if you are new to yoga, this is a great chance. Please join in with me. Don't let me go alone. <laughs> but I, it is $15. But with our code OPERA, it is just twelve seventy five. So if you are looking to get back into it, please come and join me on Wednesday night. Yes. And if you want to join me, <laughs> I'll be doing a yoga class on a Saturday, February 13th at 9.45 a.m. CST. And that's going to be a meditation and kind of breathing class. It's only 30 minutes with our coach, Aaron. So that's only $10. And with our 15% off, it's $8.50. So definitely head over there. I think I've been definitely looking at some ways to kind of energize in the morning. So I think that that's going to be a really good option for me before a day of practicing. So we love Yoga for All Musicians' vision to bring wellness and community to musicians, which is why we teamed up with them to give you 15% off any of their classes. You can use code OPERA to receive a discount at checkout. And hint, hint, this would be such a good Galentine's or Valentine's Day gift. You could do it with your partner. You could do it like in those long distance relationships. We're looking at you. So visit yogaforallmusicians.com for info on classes, workshops, community events. And don't forget, use code OPERA at checkout to get 15% off any of their classes. I wanted to start off with telling you guys about my very, very brief experience (laughs) with Hinge and online dating apps, and why no one should do them. (laughs) (laughs) This was incredible, because this was part of the inspiration for this episode a a long time ago, was Michelle's very, very brief time (laughs) doing online dating. Because the things that people put in their online dating profiles are atrocious. Yes. Well, this is not specifically related to opera. You know, lots of us are on dating apps or have been on dating apps. And sometimes like we just need a little reminder about the things that you should and shouldn't put on your dating profile. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me just tell you the audacity of men. Um, 
never see the audacity of men on dating apps the audacity of men on dating apps i don't know what it's like to to go and like swipe left or right on women but like the audacity of men is what i can speak to and i women have their own problems on dating apps and that's totally fair but we're going to be focusing on michelle's specific experience and and before we actually even get into the general do's and don'ts of of dating apps and what to put on your profile and we will tell you what to do Because there's just some mistakes you shouldn't be making. There was one guy on this dating app that we have to bring up specifically because his his entire profile was so wild. So uh, the really eye-catching part, so if you don't know how Hinge works, you answer questions. Like you choose questions and then you answer them and that's how people get to know you. It's a cute format. So this person chose the question I'm looking for and then wrote someone who's interested in in potential relationship and wants a family and kids. Then they put what they don't want. No dog moms, no party girls, no alpha women's. And that that S is his. Uh, No feminists or self-lovers. So if you like dogs or yourself, this person does not want to meet you. (laughs) If you love dogs or yourself, you have gone too far. You are just too crazy for this man. This really, really, like no dog moms is the part. No that really dog gets moms. Me. No dog <laughs> moms. Because, like, yeah, I've met plenty of misogynists who don't like feminists, but like to say, like, must hate dogs. Must hate. Cannot own dog. Also, like the only thing on here that makes kind of sense is like I could see somebody being like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like super compatible with somebody who like really likes to party. Like I could understand not wanting a party girl but like alpha women apostrophe s alpha women's owned alpha by women's. alpha women feminists i fixed a lot of the grammar no when i said it out loud to be yeah, fair no self-love but I, here's the thing this person then rebranded and recontacted re- michelle yeah they did a complete rebrand clearly a friend got a hold of it which was funny because the rebrand looked a lot better was a lot less passive aggressive and all of that um except for then later they changed it again so i would like to read my second excerpt from this dating profile after the rebrand and after the change to the rebrand because they obviously (laughs) felt that their friend didn't represent them very well so the question is do you agree or disagree that the more i'm once again fixing the grammar so this is legible The more beautiful the girl, the more selfish and lonely inside she is. Hope you are an exclusion. That should be exception. (laughs) If you are not down to earth, please don't even text me. (laughs) I, this is just like the weirdest form of, of negging. It's so... Which is where you just insult people to try to bring them down to your level. (laughs) The more beautiful the girl, the more selfish and lonely inside she is. What? I don't understand, like, what that's supposed to mean to me as a woman. Like, are you telling me that you don't want me to be beautiful? It's the assumption that if you're pretty, you must be incredibly vain and self-centered. So if I consider myself beautiful, should I not reach out to this man because I'm selfish and lonely, likely? Or, like, am I supposed to prove to him that I am both beautiful but not selfish and not lonely? That, like, that's the point I of this cannot. message. You are supposed to answer and be like, I'm beautiful and down to earth. But nobody's going to say that about themselves, first of that's all. And if they did, then you're probably talking to a sociopath. <laughs> and it's just what a nightmare message. Okay, but I, de- I do need to take us a step back and I need to discuss his rebranding. Because his his interests are, uh, there's a lot of variety here for us, ladies. So <laughs> this man said, you should leave a comment if you are into gym and outdoors, music, concerts, snowboarding, and other activities. Other karaoke, activities. Very specific. Uh, what, what are the other activities besides snowboarding? Don't know. <laughs> um, but the real kicker is karaoke or Hookah lounge, hiking, car shows, technology, etc. Etc. First of all, that's so many interests. I'm so confused. I also love the vagueness of technology. Yeah, what? A, what? A, what? All but of I, technology I love, I love is interesting to me. Pretty, everything's pretty like much in a list, except for it's one or the other when it comes to karaoke or hookah lounge. There cannot be both. But you can have one or the other. Well, Michelle, if you've smoked hookah, you're probably not going to want to (laughs) sing. I'm just dead. 
Also, like, I'm sorry. These are all, like, super... I mean, they're not exclusively masculine, but it's, like, if you're asking, like, for a a no-dog mom, no feminist, no alpha women's, no self-lovers, no beautiful girls who are lonely and not down-to-earth, but they have to be into the gym, outdoors, snowboarding, whatever the heck other activities means, hookah lounge, car shows, and technology... This man is looking for another man. <laughs> Very true. Um, but this man is not looking for a woman. He's basically, he's doing the thing like, I want a beautiful woman, but she doesn't know that she's beautiful. And she, yeah. Ex- and like, she's not assertive in any way and only cares about my interests. Yeah. I. Anyways. I couldn't read the so rest of it because the entire of. page is just red flags. Um, <laughs> red flag after red flag. No matter how much he would come back and have his profile edited, we just love to see it. So here's some do's and don'ts. If you are a musician going or just a person going on a dating app, here's here's a couple do's for you. If you're a human who's not a sociopath, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, have good photos. Have good photos, especially if you're a man. Like, women are beautiful. You already have good photos of yourself. Men, sometimes you need a little help. So, no group photos. Great photos. Bonus points if you have pictures with your pets, because I am a dog mom and I appreciate other people who are dog or cat. Yeah. There's something about seeing somebody with their pet that's really endearing and it's like, oh, they can care for another living thing. (laughs) Check. But also, like, and share your personal interests that are not hookah long. Please don't take a photo in your bathroom mirror. <laughs> I see it all the time. Like, self-timer is your friend. <laughs> Have your mom take a picture of you. I don't care. Please do not take a picture in your bathroom mirror. If you're going to take a picture in your bathroom mirror, please clean it before taking photos. <laughs> please also clean off your bathroom counter. Huge, huge difference. Group photos. Um, Sorry, go also, ahead. No, no. Group photos Go aren't ahead. the worst thing in the world. Like, you definitely can include, like, if you have a group, don't, don't just put your frat house picture or your sorority picture on there. Nobody knows which one you are. Yeah. <laughs> that or Photoshop an arrow into it pointing to who you are because that's funny. But. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is, like, group photos are not bad. Like, I actually am always very interested to see, like, a person's friend group and whether or not I feel like, I don't know, as a woman hanging out with like all these dudes like you know but like at the same time if all of your photos are group photos then i genuinely don't know which person out of the lineup you are (laughs) yeah you know and i don't want to like show up on a date like hoping that it was like your other friend that was in all of your group photos. i know you think that like that one photo of you at the beginning is enough to tell people who you are in the rest of them but you look more similar to your friends than you think so if you and your friends are wearing sunglasses, sometimes I have no clue which one you are. And even for girls, once again, I have looked at sorority pictures with my friends in them and been like, I do not know which one they are. So just be aware that sometimes you're going to need to make it clear who you are. And like I said, you can even be silly with it if you do want to use a group photo. <laughs> just draw an arrow to who you are. It's funny. It'll get a conversation going. Also, share your personal interests, especially your niche ones. Like, nobody needs to know that you love sushi, that you love Netflix, and you like hiking. The, the hiking one always kills me because I think everyone thinks they like hiking, but I, like, the number of hikes you go on per year, consider. Consider how often you really hike. <laughs> Just saying. But everyone loves Truly. movies. So, like, a short of you, like, having a blog about movies or, you know, uh, working in film going to school yeah yeah for film. like if you if you work in film then like sure yeah definitely put that up there because that's something you're working at or maybe you make short films or something like that but if you are just like i love movies well yes if you hate movies that's a more interesting topic <laughs> michelle had a, a particularly yeah. interesting one so michelle doesn't drink at all <laughs> she found a particularly fun trend when she was on the dating app oh my gosh i know everybody was like everybody with that was matching with me was like totally beer obsessed and like this is i don't know i'm not gonna sit on my little pedestal and, and share my thoughts about <laughs> drinking but like i don't understand the the point of making the fact that you like to drink your entire personality on a dating profile like yeah sure going to go get like going out to a bar and like whatever or getting drinks with dinner whatever but like 
so many of these people are like, yeah, my favorite thing to do is just like drink a margarita. But actually, you know what? I like, will say, give me vodka and I'm happy. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, uh, like there's this like when you only have a very very limited number of questions. Like I would much rather know something more personal about you than like the thing about you is that you, I will like, say drink. this though. Like if you do have a pa- passion for like visiting like local breweries or whatever that's fine to put in there because at least at least that does weed out certain people like michelle that would never work for you so there's not that's actually not a bad one that one was just funny because i don't think people realize how popular microbreweries and brewing your own beer is now like it's it's very popular i used to work at a at a local brewery stand (laughs) in an airport uh so i used to meet a lot of people who were interested in beer there's got to be at least more to it than that. So make sure, like, your main interest isn't drinking. <laughs> but, like, get super niche with your interests. Like, if you like video games, what type of video games do you like? Do you like RPGs? Do you like platformers? Like, get more specific with what you like. Yeah, I also felt like the musicians I saw on Hinge, like, were just like, I love music. Like, music is my passion. <laughs> music is my passion. And then I'd be like, yeah, but what do you play? Like, what type of music? Like, Tell me. Yeah. The more specific (laughs) you can get, the better. Like something I might put on my page, if I wanted to talk about movies on my page, one of my silly things is like, I will, my plan is to eventually watch every single Nicolas Cage film because I think Nicolas Cage is ridiculous. And I haven't decided if he's a good or a bad actor yet because he's both. Like that's something silly and meme-y and kind of gives an idea of my, my personality. It's a terrible side of my personality, but it's at least a conversation starter. Yeah. And then obviously be upfront about what you're looking for. If you're looking for a serious relationship, don't say that you're not. And if you're looking for a fling, don't say that you're looking for a serious relationship. That pretty much goes without. Yeah. Communication is key. Don't lie about who you are or what you want. (laughs) Also, don't use old photos. (laughs) um, Sorry. Forgot to throw that at the beginning, but don't use recent photos, please. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like guys look so different like every time they cut their hair if they do a different style like they're truly just like different people with or without facial hair like with or without long hair like they're just i need to know what you look like right now with the haircut you have right now um and then a couple quick don'ts uh don't be passive aggressive <laughs> no dog like moms. this man who hates dog moms because i was already like so triggered by even thinking about being someone with someone who doesn't like dogs don't post a bunch of cliches. Yeah. Also, like, on Hinge, like, a really popular thing is, like, my controversial opinion is, I'm sorry, like, I need to like you before you share these controversial opinions because there was somebody who was like, my controversial opinion is that avocados belong in the trash. And I've never declined somebody well, so like fast. Michelle, like, a good one for Michelle to use for her controversial opinion was Michelle likes to put her milk before her cereal. Like, that is such a funny, silly, non-important controversial opinion right like that would be a fun conversation starter or i might do like hot dogs or a sandwich like it's something silly yeah i don't need to know that you don't like my favorite food ever like i'm but, so sorry i think I'm that so you take mad. the acab- but also, avocado like, one a little personally i do t- i take it so personally i'm like you and i there's no future for us but also like i don't need to know what you're weirdly attracted to especially if it's this feet. is the worst but question really, on hinge like, just worst question ever because like you're just immediately exposing yourself like it's just super wild to me that people answer that question but more than that i had i I came across somebody who was like i'm weirdly attracted to that one made me laugh and i was like great i joked with michelle that the reason we we've been saying that the reason i'm not allowed to online date is because when people put ridiculous answers i'm always interested to ask them more and that is why I will die from being murdered by someone on one of these dating apps. Because anyone who puts teeth as their weird attraction is definitely going to take yours after they murder you. <laughs> right? I'm like, saying that you're weirdly attracted to teeth is an entirely like, different thing than saying, like, I'm weirdly attracted to people's smiles. Like, I love people's smiles. Like, everybody's smile is unique. Yeah. Like, yada, yada. That's or so like, different than being like, I like your teeth. Can I curly, have them? <laughs> curly hair. Uh, pointy ears or something silly like there are little things that are not that crazy or like maybe yeah but people don't need to know about your your teeth thing or your foot fetish uh the foot thing was especially funny because anyone who knows michelle knows like michelle hates feet like hates including her own (laughs) like there are no exceptions (laughs) i hate my feet (laughs) um 
I hate all feet everywhere. Yeah, it's why we really appreciate if you haven't ever seen a, a thrill to announce whenever they do their posts, they blur their feet. Much appreciated. Unnecessary. And it's because so of these men on dating apps. Yeah. Be careful with what you put out in the world and also what you bring into your world. Yeah. So. And don't date anybody who's weirdly attracted to teeth. <laughs> so, Jesse, in honor of upcoming Valentine's Day, I wanted to, to spill some tea, to spill some hot takes on famous opera couples <laughs> within our industry. So I want to know which opera couple to you is the most romantic or cute? Are we talking about like real life people? No, I'm talking about like roles. Like oh, roles in okay, operas. Because I was like, gosh, I don't know what opera singers are dating. <laughs> what opera couple are the most romantic? <laughs> I should just look at that couple shirt. They they just all end in tragedy. <laughs> all right, I'll go first. <laughs> so I probably one of my favorite little romances is definitely um, Cendrillon and Prince Charmant. Uh, they're really funny. They, I mean, they like instantly fall in love. The music in Cendrillon is so, so romantic. Any duet or trio that has, you know, cinderella and the prince is just like the sexiest thing ever and like i you know we love a pouty boy and prince charmant is like literally an e-boy and so when they like finally get together at the end and like he's all happy and she's all happy and like it all is so cute i just i love cendrillon i it's just such that's a true good wholesome show i mean let me say this this one does end tragically but i do think that violetta and alfredo are one of the few couples that are just absolutely in love. Like, they're not playing games. They just get played by fate. True. True, true. Um, Jesse, since you've been in Boheme, how do you feel about Rodolfo and Mimi? I, I, I don't think they're a good couple. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. I just feel like they both kind of suck. Yeah, it, to me, they're, they're all over the place because they're also like, oh, I guess we'll just stay together until the springtime. And, like, they're playing, they're playing games. They be playing all the games. See, but, I mean, like, not that to say that Musetta why... isn't, but like, still. that's why Violetta and Alfredo are like, well, yeah, but Musetta, Musetta and uh, Marcello are just an on on again, off again couple who are also terrible about communicating, but are also just like crazy passionate people. Like nobody looks at that couple and thinks like peak love, peak true love. Yeah, I I think the other thing that <laughs> well, here here's here's a hot take. Who do we like I'm better? Ready. Are we are we more feeling Mazetto and Zerlina, or are we more feeling Donna Anna and Don Ottavio? Oh, Donna Anna and Don Ottavio. <laughs> Why? Well, it depends because I, it, they they have such a Zerlina and Mazetto have such a messed up relationship. Oh, they are really messed up. They're so toxic. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Donna Anna and uh, Don Ottavio may be cripplingly codependent, and they are. <laughs> but at they least really like are. at least they care for each other once again uh zerlina and mazetto are playing games kinky games but they're playing games true yeah there there's definitely tomfoolery happening between mazetto and zerlina but yeah i mean Don somebody Otavio once tried to tell like... me somebody once tried to tell me that bati bati wasn't sexual and i was like well you're implying then that he really just wants to literally beat her up and i was like no matter how you play this it's gonna be weird but i i think i prefer it being kinky to it being physically abusive yeah i would agree with that <laughs> <laughs> i've put you in a tough position here <laughs> but but it is uh the, some somebody trying to tell me that that body body wasn't sexual was probably the funniest take i had heard on that yeah, well, I think also the thing with Donna Anna and Donna Tavio is Donna Anna is like traumatized as heck, and Donna Tavio is like, yeah, but love me, please. Like, can we just like, but will you love me? Like, please. Like, if I defend your honor, will you love me? Marry me, please. And you're like, bro, simp, chill. <laughs> like, take twenty steps back. <laughs> we did realize though while we were watching Elixir of Love that uh, Nemorino is definitely like peak simp, peak opera oh. simp. 100%. Like, to me, it's Nemorino, then probably Donatavio, and then, like, maybe Rodolfo, and then probably Tamino. <laughs> like, yeah. In terms of top-ranking simps, but no, Nemorino is for sure all-time 
all-time fave simp. We just watched Elixir of Love, as we mentioned earlier, as our watch party for February. And I'd never seen it. I'd only seen a lot of scenes. Crazy. And um, I, myself, am a simp for the simp. Um, I think that uh, Adina was super rude and mean to him and justice for Nemorino, but it's okay because it all works out at the end. But cute opera. If you haven't seen that, you definitely should. It, it was actually absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's very hard to choose like really like love, find love in opera that isn't either a tragically ended swiftly or just like very will they, won't they rom-com. Okay, but once again, resurfacing the hottest crack couple pamina and papageno that's where yeah, it's freaking at you guys should have where it's at it should that's what it should have been there's no reason pamina should not have ended up with papageno tamino's just just out here flubbing around he sees a picture of her and he's like oh wife oh, wife while literally papageno is the one who's like helping her escape and like is sitting there, there her talking to he- her my Telling God. her about his dreams for the future. Yeah. He's like, I really want a wife. And she's like, oh, I think I'm supposed to, like, find this guy who's in love with me. And, like, <laughs> you're like, hello? You're looking yeah. at him. Even at the end of the opera, Papageno gets the better part of that deal. Yeah. I don't know. I, f- I feel the chemistry there. I think it should have been. I think it was meant to be. Listen, when given the chance between a tenor or a crazy bird man, go with crazy bird man. That's what I'm saying. That's my advice. Yeah. Well, may your love and your Valentine's Day be more fruitful than those of our opera couples. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of fun with you guys today. We have so many exciting events coming up this month. So if you are not already following us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, which are at Opera Offstage. You can also check out our website, which is opera-offstage.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, which will also let you know about all of our cool, fun events. Um, and we officially have a video up showing you how to join Discord if you haven't. Our Discord is probably my personal favorite place because it's just very easy to chat with people. We've got our practice challenge going on there. There are memes and and lots of little things that people are sharing. So please go check those out as well. That's in our uh, link tree on our Instagram. We will see you guys next week with another really fun episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.